Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, this is Kat Lee and today we're going to use our fighting words. Okay, that probably doesn't make any sense to you, but will in just a minute. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that, but I have a little announcement first, actually two. So the first one is, I finished my very first book manuscript. Y'all, that was the hardest thing ever, (laughs) to to make myself sit in a little room and type, 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 type away 50,000 words for this you know, the extrovert part of me, it's not a massive part of me, but it is there and it got exhausted. So it was such a thrill to turn it in to my editor. Uh, that's a book that's going to be called Hello Mornings, and it's going to come out January 2018 with W Publishing, which is part of Thomas Nelson, and you'll be able to get it in bookstores near you. So if you want to stay connected can I, to what we're doing with Hello Mornings, head over to hellomornings.org. It's our site where you can learn how to build a powerful, life-giving morning morning routine. And we'll be updating everybody there on what's happening with the book. And there's a whole bunch of great resources for your mornings there as well. So that's announcement number one. Yay, I finished the book. Well, you know, finished the first part of it. Now I have to edit and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so announcement number two, I have a giveaway for y'all today. This is super exciting because it's not just any giveaway. I'm giving away a copy of Ellie Holcomb's new album, The Red Sea Road. And here's how you can win your copy. Just go to Instagram, take a picture of how you're listening to this podcast right now. On Instagram, tag me, Inspired to Action, and Ellie Holcomb, that's E-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-C-O-M-B. Tag both of us on Instagram, and you'll be entered to win a copy of her album. And y'all, I I was able to get a link to her music before the album came out. And I could not wait for the album to come out because I couldn't play the link in my car. And I had to listen to it. It's such a great album. And as you'll hear in our interview today, Ellie is just rich with the word. And let me explain what I mean by the fighting words thing I mentioned earlier. When we realize that we're believing lies about who we are and God's purpose for our life, we have a choice. We can either admit defeat or we can fight back with the truth of God's word. And in today's show, uh, singer-songwriter Ellie Holcomb is going to share how she memorizes scriptures to use as fighting words against these lies. And that's actually the title of one of her songs and one that I just love and plays over and over in my head. And I love how she used that phrase and turned it for something different and something really powerful. She's also going to share just about balancing life as a musician and a mom, and she's going to share a little bit about her new album and the heart and heartache behind it. So I hope you're going to enjoy today's show. Ellie is truly a gift. And here we go. Let's jump into our chat today with Ellie Holcomb. Ellie Holcomb, thank you so much for being on the Inspired to Action podcast. Absolutely great to be here, Kat. 
I have to say I'm particularly geeking out because I normally interview authors and, and I love books and all that, but I love music. I am a completely unmusical music lover. And <laughs> I, you know, from the days of Amy Grant's Lead Me On album, when I would listen in the back of my family's motorhome and like dissect, you know, every instrument and listen to it over and over again so I could hear all the nuances of the production, uh, to, you know, getting your album a few months ago when Lori emailed it to me and I was like, I love this. So I'm super excited to talk with you and uh, share your music with my listeners. I love that so much. Are you are you like the best singer in the shower or in the car with the radio? <laughs> you know, really in my head is where it ends. <laughs> once once it gets out of my head, it doesn't get any better. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh. if I turn the music up really loud, I sound awesome when somebody else is singing. Absolutely. You're, it's just making a joyful noise. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so I would love for you just to introduce us a little bit to you and your family and what you do. Sure. So, hey, I'm Ellie. I grew up here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I um, I am a mama of two, and I'm married to my best guy friend that I swore I would never date, Drew who is also a musician, um, and I'm really glad I decided to date him and marry him because I like him a lot. <laughs> That's a good so, thing. And we have Emmy Lou, who is four, and then Huck, who is one and a half. And uh, I am a mama and a wife and then a singer-songwriter. So I kind of try to do all of those three things. And I love all of those three roles in my life. Okay. So how does that work for you, balancing motherhood and music and being a wife? You know, a lot of it, um, when people ask me, how do you balance all this? I, I generally answer, I don't always balance all of it. Um, I am constantly like just coming with open hands to the Lord saying, okay, what do you have for me today? And, um, and there are a lot of moving pieces because my husband, um, travels and, you know, performs kind of nationwide. And then I travel and perform some. And so it is like, thankfully, my husband is like a logistical ninja. <laughs> and so he helps kind of keep, we have a lot of help. I, I am so thankful because I am one of those mamas where I would not probably naturally ask for help a lot. Like mm -hmm. I, I would try to do a lot just on my own. Like I got this, I got this, I got this. And, and that can be pretty isolating, um, actually. And, and the Lord just has a real good sense of humor. I like thrive on routine and literally n not one day is ever exactly the same <laughs> the next with job. And so, um, it has been so beautiful to have really a community of people help us raise our kids and, and do life with us. And so I'm very, very well aware that I cannot do this mama thing or this music thing alone. And so we just have some really beautiful people and family and friends. We have a part-time nanny who really help us love on our kids and help us, you know, just maintain a sense of balance and, and a somewhat of a sense of balance. Right, right. <laughs> I think, you know, the, the, the idea of balance is a little bit of a mirage. The closer you feel like you get to it, the farther away it actually seems. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So there is there is a lot of room. I had a really be a beautiful friend of mine who's an artist named Jill Phillips. They have three older children, and she and her husband both do music. And um, 
she said, you know, I think really like we're always going to overextend ourselves. And I think whether you're a working mom or even you're just like you're a mom, like who's and that's your main role. There are seasons where we overextend ourselves and overcommit. And she said, I, I wouldn't worry so much about saying, okay, here are my boundaries. But I think what really matters is when we're overextended, when we overcommitted ourselves is and everything is kind of falling apart is how, how you respond to that. And you say, okay, this is too much. We need to, you know, draw the boundary lines back a little bit and roll things back. And so that has been a really beautiful sort of grace, graceful and grace filled approach to scheduling and, and balancing that, that work and mama and wife life. Absolutely. Probably helps that you have that logistical ninja living with you. <laughs> God bless him. God bless his soul. You I know, love I, him. <laughs> I heard somebody once uh, refer to just the boundaries that we have and how to, to, to pull back and how to uh, focus in as like concentric circles, like a target on a, you know, an archery target or something. And, you know, the center circle is our relationship with the Lord. Then outside of that is our relationship with our spouse. Outside of that are our kids and family and then friends and work and so on and so forth. And what she said was, you know, when things start feeling not quite right with the Lord or not quite right with my husband, that means I need to pull in all those concentric circles and pull in my energy to the, to those center things are right. And those center th- relationships are good. And then when those are healthy, that's when I can expand back out. Obviously, you know, there's some give and take there as far as, you know, we still have to work or we still have to do laundry or whatever. But I loved that feed visual picture. Right. Feed the ch- <laughs> Why do they need to eat every day? I don't understand this. Oh if we just throw food at them, it would be so much easier than having to cook. Um <laughs> But I love that idea of the concentric circles, just, pull, you know, pulling in and pulling out. And it just gave, gave me such a great visual of what to focus on, what is most oh, important now when everything is screaming. I love that so much. I love. And man, when you really come back to that center circle to the Lord, I, he is such he is so he's so kind to us. And so I think um, I think it's easy to kind of look over to to the side, like to other or well, this is maybe just me, but like mom guilt is real and oh, like yeah. mom comparison is real. And so sometimes I'll look at another mom and I'll be like, oh my goodness, she's doing all of these things with her kids and I can't do that. Or, or, oh, at least I'm doing this and I'm not dropping that. So the comparison thing always mm-hmm. steals my joy every time. Um, but when I am, am really asking the Lord, okay, what do you have for me today in this day? And what have you called me to? And I get my marching orders from him. I'm not looking to the right or to the left to look at how he's told other moms to be a mom and, and, and to manage schedule and everything. I'm, I'm getting my marching orders from him. And, and that has been, um, something that's given me a lot of peace because my days look really different from a lot of people. Um, and our schedule with our family looks really different and, and I can get myself into some pretty serious shame storms. (laughs) Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, if I'm asking the Lord, what would you have me put my hands to and give my time to, and, and what would you have our family do and how would you want us to structure our days? And I get those marching orders from him. There's a lot of peace that comes. That's so good. I love that visual of getting our marching orders from him because how ridiculous would it be if we, you know, went out there and tried to do, you know, you went out there and tried to 
be a make make a perfect cake like the perfect cake baker person that lives next door to you and that's <laughs> maybe just not your gift i don't know maybe it is definitely not mine like if oh, i tried to sing you know if i tried to <laughs> sing to my kids that would not be a blessing but i can tell them stories i'm good at that and you know i love what you said just getting our marching orders from him he made us a specific way to be a specific blessing to our kids and to the people in our lives. And if we don't get our marching orders from him, then we're not walking in the things that he's called us to. I love that. Um, okay. I just want to geek out about your album. Um, so, <laughs> so several, this is a fun little tidbit. Many years ago in the early days of blogging, when dinosaurs were roaming the earth, uh, Annie Downs, I don't know if you know, Annie, uh, oh, dear friend of mine, she I and I had a blog called the bloggable music network. And we basically would, for a very brief period of time, would interview bloggers, or interview musicians, and we'd blog about them. I don't know. We never really got super far. But we, we I think we interviewed Joy Williams and then J.J. Heller. Yeah. Then some guy that I can't remember at the top of the, my head. So basically, I have this background in loving sharing about music. And so, again, love your album. I think... My favorite, I don't know, it's kind of a, I hate to, to name a favorite. It's like naming a favorite child whenever I do that for an album. But um, <laughs> the one that most sticks out to me is Fighting Words. Mm. So will you tell us a little bit about that song and kind of what prompted you to write it? Because I think uh, it's so powerful for moms, especially what we were talking about before about the shame and the guilt. Yep, that's that's it. So I So about eight years ago now, um, I met a girl, my husband and I volunteered a lot at Young Life camps over the summers. And um, I met a girl at camp who um, who has become just a dear friend of mine. And she uh, battles depression. And so we, about eight years ago, um, started memorizing scripture together. There was one day that I was sitting across from her and she was just talking about how she was doing. And, um, man, there were all of, I was getting so frustrated as she was talking because there were all these lies that she was believing. Right. And I'm like, no, that's not true about God. That's not true about how he made you. And then in the middle of this conversation, I realized, oh no, no, no. There's so many lies that I believe, um, too. And so I got so mad is, is probably a G rated way to say <laughs> Like really, really frustrated with the enemy who is called the father of lies. And when he speaks, lies are his native language. And I was just like, he is such a punk. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I am so tired of him stealing all the joy and the peace and, you know, that John 10, 10, life to the full that Jesus says he comes to offer us. And I was like, you know what? I am not going down without a fight. He has sufficiently ticked me off. And so I told Annie, she's sitting across from me. She's probably about four or five years younger than I am. And I'm like, you need to pull out your journal right now. And she's like, yes, ma'am. So I pull out my Bible and I'm literally flipping through my Bible, looking for any verse that I've ever underlined. Do you ever do that? Oh, Where yes. you're just like, yes. I need some truth, Lord, right now. And um, and I am like, write this verse down, write this verse down. And she's like, okay, what are we doing? And I was like, well, God calls his word a sword and we are going to start using it. I said, I'm so sick of the enemy winning and I am not going down without a fight. And I don't think you should either. And so we started memorizing God's word together in an effort to kick back at the shadows with the light and, and in an effort to um, 
really like, it wasn't enough for us to just say, I think a lot of times I'm like, Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. But it wasn't enough to just identify the lies we desperately needed to hang on to what was true. So we started memorizing scripture together and we call them our fighting words. And, um, it is, it has been one of the most, honestly, Kat, it has been, I, I had not memorized scripture since I was a little kid in like Sunday school. Um, and I still know a lot of those scriptures that I memorized as a little kid, but it is one of the, um, I'm not great at it. I don't do it perfectly, but we, for the past really eight years have been memorizing God's word together. And what we realized as we started memorizing God's word is that he isn't lying when he says his word is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And just like the rains that come down to the earth and don't return to the heavens without first nourishing the earth, so is the word that goes out from the Lord's mouth. It will accomplish the purposes for which he sent it. And so we were just like going, oh my, it didn't change our circumstances necessarily all the time. God's word didn't, but it kind of gave us something solid, an anchor to hang on to when the shame storms came in. And it started changing us from the inside out. And so that song really is um, just, I wrote it. It took me about seven years to write that song. I tried for many years to write it. And finally, one day, you know, and I don't know if y'all are, if you have days like this, but I, you know, I was just, there was a day where I was like, I have a failure. Oh my goodness. Yes. One of those meltdown, like I cannot do this and I'm I'm screwing up our children. They're going to need so much therapy. Oh, they're going to need, we need to save for counseling now. And I, man, my husband just, just was so kind and, and spoke into that. And he was like, Hey babes, I think you need to use some of your fighting words right now. Cause you were in the middle of a shame storm and man, he, it was so, I was cooking in the kitchen. So you ask this work balance life. I'm like, some of my writing and processing as an artist is very much integrated in just my life as a mom. And so I just start seeing the course of that. I'm, I think I was making soup and I was like stirring soup. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so sick of the enemy threatening what I'm worth. And he, the lie he always says to me, I don't know about you, but he's like, who are you? Who are you to think that you can, you know, talk about memorizing scripture? You are terrible at that. Or who are you to think that you could be an artist writing songs about Jesus? You forget him all the time. Or who are you to think that you can instill good things in your children? You forget the good things of God. All I mean, he is such a punk. Mm-hmm. So I just, I started singing that song in the kitchen and, and my little girl started marching around the kitchen as I was singing it, <laughs> singing it with me. And, and so it's this really beautiful thing. Um, that we get to fight the lies that the enemy speaks against us with the truth of God's word. And the deal is the truth of God's word always wins. Light is always stronger than the darkness. And so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm learning, I'm still learning how to use my fighting words. (laughs) And we, we use them with, as a family too, you know, so. So for the mom listening, that's like, yes, I want to do that. Uh, I have two questions for you. Is there a verse that you would recommend that she start with? And then do you have a method for memorizing? Great, great, great. I, you know what, my, the, the, the best recommendation that I can say is, is, for, is in terms of the verses to memorize 
It's usually the ones that are really good are the ones that are jumping off the page at you. Um, Like we started with this verse from Psalm 73, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And um, the whole first part of that 21 through 26, Psalm 73, 21 through 26, when I read that verse, uh, the very first part of it is really about struggling and and forgetting and and then reminding your own soul that's what David is always doing. So the psalms are really good good words for me to memorize because usually David is saying like remember my soul who the Lord is and and I think he gives voice to like it's okay for us to have a lament too and to cry out to God for for rescue but then after that he's always pointing himself back to the faithfulness of God and so i feel a lot like david a lot of days and a lot of times the psalms are jumping off the page at me and so something that you're like oh man i love that promise and and i want to remember that promise those are good ones to start memorizing and then another thing that i do you know um if my friend Annie and I are really struggling through something, we'll go, I mean, we call it treasure hunting, right? But we will go through God's word and really find a specific promise that really addresses whatever lies that you're believing. So the more specific you can get, the better, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, no, this is the arrow for that. This is the arrow that I'm going to shoot into that specific darkness because it speaks exactly to the lie that I'm believing. And so, man, we will, we get... Yeah, we we kind of draw out battle plans, you know. <laughs> I love like, it. Oh man, and and it's been really sweet. Um, I, we're going through with with my little girl. Um, we're going through the alphabet, and we have these little alphabet cards from She Reads Truth, and um, we're kind of memorizing, you know, a verse for each letter of the alphabet, and that kind of helps her connect it to a letter, which is good. And so it has been so sweet to even see like my little four year old girl, like she can memorize God's word too, and she'll pull that out in different times without me even prompting her, which is like, oh my goodness, Lord, this is amazing. So um, in terms of method, I would say uh, for me, if I can record myself saying a verse out loud and just listen to it over and over again, there's that little voice memo app on your phone. And that's probably the best way for me. I'm sort of like a, I guess this makes sense because I'm a musician, but I'm an audio girl. So if I can hear it, over and over again and and start speaking along with it um that is re- that's probably like my best tool that i use for scripture memory cuz just saying it over and over again but mm-hmm. man just the time that the time that you spend even while you're saying god's promises it is like there is always such fruit it just makes my heart beat fast <laughs> i love it you know when my kids were little we used to listen to some albums i think by call by a group, I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was a group or just an organization called Seeds. And mm-hmm. basically it's, it's verses to music, but it's like catchy. It's not, it's not annoying kids music. It's actually yes. listenable kids music. And it was, it was scripture uh, put to music. And I, music. I really enjoyed that as well. You know what there, that is Seeds Family Worship is great. Yes. There's a, there's a, a guy named um, Randall Goodgame who does this really well. He, um, very similar deal, and it's called Sing the Bible. And so we turn that on in, you know, our home too and sing along with it. And what's hilarious is I think I have a song for almost every verse that I've 
memorized with my little girl. Um, and I guess that's really what I do with my music. I sit in God's word and let music come out because if I can sing it, it helps me believe it for some reason. And then it also helps me remember it. Right. <laughs> so I love that you brought that up because anytime I read a verse, Emily goes, mom, how's the song go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on. Let well, me, in fact, really fast. I love it. Okay, so I would like to talk a little bit about the album and what inspired you to write it, because I think it's so applicable to... So the title of the album is called Red Sea Road, and motherhood is challenging and difficult, and a lot of times it's not what we expected. And sometimes it it, it pokes and prods us in places we never really wanted to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so just... I know that the album was written out of, you know, finding God in some difficult and unexpected places uh, with, you know, situations with your dad and with um, situations that different friends and family are going through. So I'd love for you to kind of give us a little idea of the heart behind the album and what prompted a few of the different songs. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm not sure what the past two years have been like for you, but for our community, it has been a really like a heartbreaking two years. I kind of have like a love hate relationship with my thirties. Cause I feel in one sense that I know more who I am in the Lord and feel like I'm walking in that more freely. And in the same breath, I, I, we have experienced so much more suffering, um, just as we've gotten older. And so, um, this record really like I needed to sing the truth to my soul. I needed to remind myself of God's promises and of who he says that he is. And so that's what I was doing in a lot of these songs. And then in the same breath, I, I also wanted to write down sort of like Ebenezer's, right? Like stones where you're like, Oh man, Lord, I do not ever want to forget the way that God met me and our community as our hearts were breaking. He was showing up in some of the most like dire, desperate, um, messy circumstances. And he was showing up right in the middle of all those. And I just never wanted to forget because I am so forgetful um, how faithful he is and how faithful he was during this time um, when our hearts were breaking. And so the record really is that. It's me reminding myself of who he is on the days when I was forgetting, and then also reminding myself of how he was showing up and how I was seeing him be who he is, which is faithful and a God who is with us, who draws very near to us, even when our hearts are breaking. So how would you describe the album kind of stylistically? We've talked a little bit about what's, you know, what the heart is behind it, but stylistically, what what can people expect? Um, I am a singer songwriter at heart and, uh, I write usually on the guitar. And so it, it's sort of like a combo of sort of like a singer songwriter, uh, with the guitar. And then you kind of have a band, you know, circling around me. There's some pop sensibility to it as well. Um, but the heart kind of, of the songs comes from either a piano or a guitar and it, just man, uh, some of it like fighting words sounds more like a bluegrass kind of like people are stomping their feet. <laughs> a good, a good old time, which we actually did record in the studio. Like there was a whole track that we did of us, literally like 
foot stomps so and claps. Fun. It was so, oh, it was so much fun making the record. So, um, yeah, it's sort of like acoustic bass, but then filled out with a pretty amazing band. So, well, very fun. Well, coming from, you know, the unmusical music lover, I just absolutely have enjoyed your album just from, and I know nothing what I'm talking about. I'm just throwing out words, but from a production standpoint, <laughs> it sounds great. Like, I feel like sometimes I turn on an album and it feels almost like there's this, Christian contemporary music filter that you can just press, you know, hit play sure. on and that it all kind of sounds the same. But I love how creative it is. I, I actually love that song. I'm always slapping my steering wheel, during, you know, it. when you sing that song and to give you the compliment of all compliments. I was in the car during doing school pickup with my high schooler and her friends and she stopped and she's like, mom, what is this? And so uh -huh. I was like, oh, this is Ellie Holcomb. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to her on we have we have you downloaded on Amazon. And so anyway, so there you go from teenagers to 40 year olds. Love it so much. Oh, I love that. So I love that so much. Thank you. Tell your daughter. Thanks for listening. I will. <laughs> so for the mom listening right now who might be getting ready to take off her headphones and go and pick up her kids from the gym daycare or from, you know, the nap that her baby's taking right now. What word of encouragement and hope, what fighting words would you give to her right now? Mm, I think I want to say the promise from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love that promise. And it feels like a really hard command some days, especially just, you know, we all know those days when you feel like you're going to pull your hair out. <laughs> Uh, and you're like, I do not feel like rejoicing right now, Lord. But I love that. And, that, and I think that command is hard um, with all that life can throw at us, the loss that we experience at times, um, the loss of ourselves that we feel sometimes as mothers. Um, but I love that it's so, so swiftly followed. We always have a reason to rejoice because the Lord is near. The Lord is near. He's with you wherever you are, whether your heart is soaring and you're full of joy or whether your heart is breaking, or whether you are exhausted, the Lord is near and He gives us always um, a reason to be glad and a reason to rejoice because He entered into our mess. <laughs> he knew that we would make a mess of things and He entered into it. Um, so that we could know that we would never be alone. And so I would just say, you are not alone. He sees you. He knows you. And uh, I guess the theme of the, my record is, um, is there's this line in this song called Find You Here that says, you're asking us to lay our worries down and sing a song instead. And so I would just encourage you that you have a reason to sing and to sing instead of worry. And I have to say that to myself. <laughs> A warrior in progress. Um, but man, what what joy and what fruit comes when I am clinging on and remembering and rejoicing in the promises of God. That is a beautiful word and a wonderful encouragement, Ellie. Where can people find your album and where can they find you online? 
Absolutely. So you can go to ellieholcomb.com if you're a physical CD person. They can go to Lifeway or Family Christian Stores there and there, which is so cool. <laughs> um, or iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. I've got some fun videos on there, which apparently I've learned younger kids especially love to watch those, which is so <laughs> And so we're all the places and then on Instagram and Twitter at Ellie Holcomb. So. And how do you spell Ellie Holcomb just for those people pulling out their phones right now and trying to find I you? I love it. E-L-L-I-E-H-O-L, comb your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ellie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, Kat. Thanks for taking the time. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day.